1: Hey, I'm Jamie Glowacki, and you are listening to Oh Crap, I Love My Toddler, but Holy Fuck. This is a podcast for conscious parents who drop the F-bomb a lot. Hey, hey, you guys. Welcome, welcome. Today, I have Jeff Fiennes on, and we're going to have a conversation about creativity today because Jeff hooked me, like grabbed me hook, line, and sinker on my email when the title was My Beastie Boys for Babies Kids Music. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what you want to talk about. If you created (laughs) Beastie Boys for Babies Kids Music, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Jeff. Why don't you introduce yourself? (laughs)
2: Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the lovely welcome. I am a music creator committed to creating a unique style of kids music that actually rocks, you know, something radically different than the traditional kids' music you hear out there. Uh, Someone in the music industry at a meetup I went to, they coined it as Beastie Boys for Babies. I loved it. It's how I describe it to everyone now. It gets stuck in people's heads, and it's just so fun. It just describes the energy that I'm trying to capture, that authenticity, that rawness, that attitude, uh, that swagger of, of a true, authentic little toddler preschool. And my son, he's three and a half years old. His name is Hendrix. (laughs) He's full of energy, full of creativity, curiosity, attitude. Um, And so I think it fits. And I'm also a creative performance and leadership coach. I help creators and entrepreneurs and leaders bring their biggest ideas to life. And we live in Denver, Colorado. My wife, Catherine, and I, we've been married for over five and a half years now. And uh, yeah, we Love doing things differently in terms of parenting and just helping our little guy be as creative and compassionate and authentic as he can be. So I'm really excited to be on the show with you. Your philosophy really just resonated with me, your attitude, your swagger. So thanks, Jamie.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, do three-year-olds really need more swagger? I'm thinking about like, when I look at your average three-year-old, it's like no self-esteem issues there. Like, it's so interesting to me that yeah. so many parents are like concerned about self-esteem and I'm like, the child's running your house. Yeah. All sad.
2: <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point.
1: Well, first of all, let's talk about your music because I went on your Spotify list. You're Mr. Boo Daddy on Spotify. Yep. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, so my son's 16. So the most rocking we had was They Might Be Giants. And I, yeah. I was like punk rock because I was listening. You know, I was like, have you <laughs> an album? And so that was, about, that was about it. I mean, we just listened to like real music, you know? What inspired you to get such that raw sound?
2: It was a combination of things. So one, I didn't know what to expect going into it, but, you know, music is a huge part of my life. We were listening to music after he was born. And then we we're realizing that a lot of the kids' music out there was wasn't really resonating. It wasn't really approaching little ones with as much respect or authenticity or appreciation as I thought it could be. It was driving me crazy, It was driving my wife crazy, just the rinky dinky doopy 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 <laughs> <laughs> and you know before like I'm such a music head, I love all types of music. I love you know i'm just, i'm into the power of music i'm a strong believer of music bringing out people's creativity and curiosity and authenticity and boldness and and just different emotions and so i just had this idea hey like i think i can create something better one it'll be good for my son two it'll be good for my wife and i so we don't have to listen to all this crap all the time and and three like it was it was a creative outlet for me that i'd kind of gotten disconnected from my music making and my creativity before my son was born in a bit. So I saw it as an opportunity to do something unique, original, radically different, put my own stamp on things, bring in all, all my favorite influences from different genres of music, funk, rock, hip hop, whatever, and just capture funny moments and experiences that were happening every day and every week with my son and, and our family. It was just it was just like a gold mine of, uh, inspiration for different songs. And then were just so much fun to capture. And I just got hooked doing it. I just set out, Hey, I'm, I'm going to write one song. And from there, it just kind of blossomed. And I committed to it went all in.
1: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. Cause a couple of things is like, I'm having my website redone and I hired somebody new, a designer. And, and in the past, every designer has like targeted my website as if a child were reading it, you know, like pastels and like bubble letters. And I was like, you know, these kids are too. they They're not coming to the website. <laughs> but it also reminds yeah. me Simon and Schuster, you know, my book's published with them. And they want a children's book that goes along. And I've written like three samples for them. And they're like, no, 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 this is too sophisticated. We want something more mm. align- along the lines of this. And there's this one called potty train that I guess kids love. But it's like, basically, mm. I sit on the potty choo choo. And I was like, well,
2: there's oh, the no respect for the kids. That. So I
1: really resonated when you said you know, respect for the child. Cause like, do we really need a kid walking around? Boop, 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 boop,
2: boop. <laughs> no, no, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> but does your kid take part? Does he take part in, in the creation or is it kind of like separate?
2: It's a little bit of both. So early on, he was the inspiration. Whenever I could, I would capture his goo goo gagas or noises with a microphone while he wasn't looking. I try to sneak it in or capture it on a voice memo The last couple albums, I've brought him in on the mic to record a few things and just capture him singing into the mic. He loves it. He loves hearing his voice and putting on the headphones. And I put a little delay on it. So his voice sounds super cool and echoey. And so he just goes all in on it. And I'll try to find little clips there to fit into the songs. Uh, So my past two albums, I've done that. This next one coming out, my Halloween album. It's his favorite holiday. Uh, I've captured some little sound bites as well. But yeah, it's just just a lot of fun. Like we we write the songs together. That's how I test things out. I test out a hook or a melody. If he likes it, if he's dancing to the groove, if he's repeating things later in the car, I know it's going to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very perfect. audio
1: test sample. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. And if he's he's not connecting with it, if he's not memorizing some of the words or grooving to it, then I know... No, I got to try something else. Awesome. <laughs> so he, yeah, so he's very much involved with it. He loves it. He's already singing a lot of the Halloween songs that will be coming out this year, uh, just from rough mixes that I'll test on him in the car in my office here in my studio. And it's just so much fun. And my, my hope is like, as he gets older and older, he loves banging on little drums. And I have a keyboard over here that he loves it when I connect to it so he can you, you know kind yeah, of explore that. that yeah like he loves all the stuff so I'm super excited my dream is that he just gets really into music and we can jam and record stuff and he'll be writing some lyrics and I'll be writing some lyrics and he'll be jamming and playing down tracks and I'll be laying down tracks and just have like a father-son that's songwriting cool, jam. Huh? who knows who knows, who knows what yeah, that's yeah. Out, but it'd be it'd be really awesome and uh, well
1: one thing I can tell you as a mother, <laughs> 16 year old is the universe always gives you a curveball so
2: <laughs> yeah, I exactly. When he was
1: little, he would only draw in old calendars, like literally in the box. Like he would only draw in that. And I was oh delayed. yeah, like I'm the most out of the box person I know. And so <laughs> I was like, how do I get this kid? Um, I also funny. was cracking up like with him on the headphones. Like imagine if now he hears that delay and like he grows up thinking his voice sounds like like Darth Vader or like hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <that's, laughs> He'll never have self-esteem.
1: So <laughs> yeah,
2: that's really funny. Yeah, now, I, like, I like to throw some like weird, wacky effects on there every now and then. So he's like, "What?" <laughs> I sound
1: like that. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> um, you said something really key. You said, you know, you had kind of maybe lost your creativity when you became a parent. So you and your wife were looking for an outlet. I think that's so super important. Can mm, you can uh-huh. you speak more about that?
2: Yeah, it was actually more along the lines of, for me personally, was I had kind of been getting more and more disconnected from my creativity before I was a parent. Leading up to that, you know, a long time ago, I was a musician just pursuing that and you know, yada, yada, yada didn't work out for <laughs> different reasons. But over time, you know, just got in the real world, got less connected from mm-hmm. my passion and just creativity in general just got kind of fell in line with the status quo a bit. But when I knew I was becoming a parent, it really shook me and I was it got me to reflect, oh man, like I'm going to be responsible for someone. (laughs) I, you know, I want to be a good role model for them. Am I living my values? Am I being authentic? Am I being bold and creative enough? Like, am I doing the things I say I want to do? You know, because I wanted my kid to have those values too. Be bold, be creative, love learning, be curious and, you know, Yeah, be resilient, follow their passions, but work hard and overcome obstacles. And so it was kind of a wake up call for me and being a parent actually helped me reignite and reconnect to my creativity and, and purpose and get more focused and more aligned with the work I'm doing now and just the level of commitment. Um, It got really hard to actually make it happen with a kid, just figuring out right, the time and how to do it when you're sleep deprived and yeah, everything else going around. But, but it also, you know, like the commitment and convention was higher there for me. And, you know, I'm, just, I'm still convicted on this mission to create and help others create and be a good role model for my son.
1: You know, I think it's a tricky thing because you have, of course, it's like you said, quote unquote, real world. And especially if you're not a well-established artist with like making a steady paycheck, you know, you got responsibilities. And especially with a child coming, you feel like, oh my God, I have to be able to provide, you know, and Mm -hmm. so things go by the wayside. But you're bringing up something that I have never really shared with my audience, but I spend a lot of time thinking about humans and thinking about like, what's our ultimate purpose? You know, and I think I've always come back to creation. Mm. Our ultimate purpose is to create. And for a lot of people- having a child is creating. And if you Mm -hmm. look at people who don't have kids, they create, you know, whether it's knitting or baked goods, you know, sourdough, like, look at what we created during the pandemic when everybody was in lockdown, you know, (laughs) so much was happening. And then I think what happens, (laughs) and this could be a wacky theory, but once you create a child, which is kind of the ultimate creation, you almost are like, okay, cool. I created, I feel like there's like a a subconscious Mm. thing that's like, all right. So now I'm going to, now I'm going to foster this creation. It's like a tomato yeah. plant that's growing constantly. Yeah. I got it. It needs all of this. And so I think a lot of parents do let that creative side die off mm, because mm-hmm. you run out of time or definitely, I really almost think the soul is like, Oh cool. We created, you don't have to knit that sweater yeah. anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're definitely right. That can definitely happen for some people. And yeah, the time constraints are real. They get crazy like you're never going to create anything greater than that. <laughs> so sometimes it's like,
1: TikTok, look at yeah. TikTok. So I just joined TikTok two days ago and I was like, holy fuck, the internet is funny. But I can't, <laughs> I can't even believe like these people are directing, starring in like the production value on a three minute video. And I'm like, okay, everybody's up in their like creative game now. Like, you know?
2: Mm. Yeah, it's wild out there. It's it's wild. And no, I, I do love that, what you said in the, have kind of purpose is creation. I think that's, I definitely agree with that a hundred percent.
1: Now, what do you think, how do you ignite that creativity in your kid? Cause you can be a role model, but sometimes the role model, like sometimes your kid resists. So like, I'm a whack job. I used to be a circus performer. And so my kid is like straight laced. He is not, you know, <laughs> it's either that like polar opposite or, you know, we have such a pull now with like video games. I mean, I think kids are probably Mm. inherently creative and we unconsciously stomp it out Mm. or overlook Mm -hmm. it. Like what's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah. I think kids are inherently creative. And I think one thing, one frame of mind to view this, this helpful is creativity doesn't just mean art or music or sculpting, you know, or writing creativity is my perspective and orientation on how you view life. And it can be applied to any domain, right? Mm -hmm. Math, science, interpersonal relationships. Uh, It can be applied to the arts and music, to business. So for me, that's an important frame. Creativity may not look like what you stereotypically think it means. It's an orientation. It's all about seeing possibilities and adding new value and changing things, doing things differently, going against the status quo, being more authentic, being bolder.
1: Probably being being flexible, right? Like being flexible, yeah. A flexible mindset. Being
2: flexible, it's key, definitely with creativity. And I think it shows up for people in different ways, right? Some people are the big picture creative thinkers. Some people are the get it done creative thinkers, like the more incremental, just the more developmental side of the creative process. Like creativity is not just about imagination, but it's also There's different elements of the creative process, like development, Mm -hmm. execution, building on others' ideas, leading. Leadership is a creative act, in my view. So the kids, they're born with different strengths and talents. And I think as a parent, one way you can cultivate that is just be really mindful of what they're curious about, what they're interested in, what their natural talents and proclivities are, what energizes them. So just because someone maybe is more in the box, likes things with more structure, You know that means their strengths, their creative strengths, may be more in that domain, like bringing order to chaos or finding the connections between different elements where others can't find it. So there's a lot of different types of creativity can show up in a lot of ways as a parent. You know, like find out what their their proclivities are, their interests, their preferences, what energizes them, and we can double down on that. It's not just art. It's not just music. It can literally be anything.
1: Well, I want to share with you, because this is in my second book, Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. And I want to share with the audience, too, in case they haven't read it. I have a whole chapter on art, like artwork. Mm. And because like I was not the craft's mom. But give me a hot glue gun and duct tape and I'll build you something. you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, But I'm not going to sit and do things with pom-poms or whatever. But my friend Cheryl, at the time, she was teaching at Rhode Island School of Design, a very prestigious art school. And parents paid a lot of money for these kids to go to the camp. And this one week, they were supposed to build a catapult. And at the end of the week, the parents got home. There were 10 kids and there were three catapults made. And the parents like were like, well, where's my kids catapult? There was mm. only, you know, each kid was supposed to get a catapult. And Cheryl had to sit them down and be like, you don't understand. So like, and this I think is part of the school mindset that gets people into mm. trouble is like, like you said, every kid is supposed to have the big idea make the plans, execute it, manage their own time, manage the product and create the product. And that's not how the real world works. And so she let yeah. the kids go ham on their skills. And so mm. like one kid was just like, it needs to be bigger than the moon. And, but he had no idea how we would execute <laughs> that. And like my son got to take part, but my son has always been a manager. And so yeah. he did get a catapult because he's the guy without being a dick. He's the guy that's going to circle the table and say, well, why don't you adjust that slightly and your catapult will fly higher. Yeah. So he can like go around and manage everybody and watching these parents like realize their kids each had this huge skill. And you could mm. see the kid, the kid who had the big idea, the mom was like, he's always got these big ideas. And I get so frustrated that he can't <laughs> follow through, but she was able to see that's not his creative skill is following through like let him have the big idea. So it just reminded me when you were talking about that, like, yeah, Yeah. their creativity lies in these different things. And it's helped me with my son because like, he's not an art kind of person, right? That manager, it like he he becomes a leader with that managerial role. And so that's cool. I love that.
2: I love that story. Yeah. Managing, leading people. It requires a lot of creativity, a lot of flexibility, a lot of nuance, it's not just you know, a checklist thing. It is there's an art and science to to management, leadership, and and I love the story. You know, brings to mind like creativity. In many cases, is a collaborative act, right? It's about interaction. It's about feeding off each other's strengths and balancing each other's strengths. It's it's about that dialogue, right? Like so, providing that opportunity for those kids to bring out their strengths in that. Environment, that situation. That's amazing. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's wicked cool. Now, we all know that music's good for the brain, right? I think everybody can agree, like, we've all heard that in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But what's your experience? What's the power of music in like helping your child develop their creativity, their compassion, their empathy? What do you have to say about that?
2: For me, like, music was such a gateway pathway to almost everything else I developed (laughs) in my life almost. So, like, for music, when one, it's it's kind of taught me that I know I can trust myself. I, I know what I'm interested in. I know what I'm drawn to. I know what I'm curious about and passionate about. Helped me develop taste and appreciation for diversity and style and uniqueness. Just listening to different. I'm a guitar player, mainly, and so just listening to Steve Ray Vaughan or Jimi Hendrix or the jazz guitar player, or classical guitar player, they were so different, but they're amazing in their own way and hearing those differences and, and trying to understand how they were doing that and where they were coming from and why they were making certain choices. It really developed my appreciation of diversity and mastery, right? Just being able to commit to something, to master something at a high level and learn the ins and outs and develop your own style with the instrument. That lesson it translates over to anything you're doing, right? Just respecting and appreciating other people's points of views or their perspectives, where they're coming from, their experiences, like why they're doing things the way they're doing it and not the way you think they should be doing it or others think you should be doing it. So just like interpersonally, emotionally, socially. Also my favorite way of performing music was always jamming and having that improvisational element to things, that guitar solo, that jam session where no one knows what's going to happen next, but we're just all feeding off each other's energy and, trying to impress each other and spark a new idea with someone else and feeding off all that. Like that's fun. That's, that's collaboration, right? That's, that's tuning your empathy. You're listening to what other people are doing. You're getting outside of yourself and it's a collective endeavor. And so that's really amazing for empathy and active listening and anticipation and just being in the moment, being in flow, experiencing what, being in the zone feels like and then just from more of a more of a cognitive perspective the more you get into music when you're trying to write songs and learn songs you notice patterns right, right. You're Like, oh i think i can predict the next chord because this it was a and then it was c then it was d the next chord's got to be e oh yeah it's e right like so when you're learning music and especially learning it you know you yeah, can yeah, for sure. identify when you're listening to it as well but it helps you predict what's gonna come next and develop that skill identify patterns in the world around you but yeah i mean i just think music's so powerful for developing so many elements that can activate your creativity just the social cognitive the emotional I, I love it i love it but
0: monarch legacy of monsters an apple original series
2: the world
0: is on fire i decided to do something about it on november 17th this place it's not ours believe me the most massive event of the year arrives if you come with me you'll know everything i promise oh my God, go, go, go! monarch legacy of monsters streaming november 17th only on apple tv plus one of the
1: things too i'm always shocked at is that like you know like take hendrix same notes as any other guy playing but like you can instantly tell his style and like My son loves Green Day. And I was like, how is it possible? He plays the drums and guitar. And I was like, can you drum in a certain sense? Like, I thought drum was just the beat. You know, the backbone of the song, just the beat. And I was like, I can pick up Green Day's drummer Mm-hmm. And I like Green Day, like the next. No, probably not like the next guy. I kind of like Green Day. They're okay. Like <laughs> I, I like show tunes. I like Stephen Sondheim, but but I can pick out yeah. their drum. Like the minute he starts, jumping, I'm like, oh, that's Green Day. Yeah. And Pascal was like, yeah, there mm. is. They have like a style.
2: Yeah. Um yep.
1: And one thing you just said that's so great because, and everybody listening to this knows, I'm really pushing against like team sports I'm really pushing against especially for young kids and they're Mm. getting involved too young they're getting injured but they're also getting bored and they don't want to be there and parents I've never seen like when I was growing up I'm 54 the sports kids were the sports kids and then there were theater kids and then there were band kids like they weren't you didn't have to do everything you got to do your thing and people say you know they need to know how to play on a team and I was like yes you do but being in a theater production in school is also playing on a team being yeah. in a band or a chorus like is also part of a team because you have to play well with others. You have to collaborate just so that you guys know you can choose music. <laughs> like you don't have to yeah, choose exactly. sports if your kid hates sports.
2: Exactly. And that's, I like one thing you mentioned was getting bored. And I think that's really key for developing creativity as well. Or paying attention. If your kid is bored, usually means they're not being challenged in a way that's interesting or stimulating to them, right? right? For whatever reason, maybe other kids don't get bored by it, but if your kid is bored with something, they're not learning, they're not engaged, they're not being creative with it, they don't want to do it. I mean, you've talked about this a lot on your show. Yeah. Um, talk to me. But,
1: talk some algebra right now. Yeah. <laughs> right on this podcast. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, like there's this element flow. And, and if you break it down, it comes down to challenge and skills right? So getting in that zone, that highest level of creativity and performance and and fulfillment, like it really comes down to like our kids, are people being challenged and are they developing their skills? So at the very least, like one thing to always be looking out for as a parent, like applying this flow model is how can I help my kid develop their skills in some way that's interesting to them, mm-hmm. but also raise the challenge incrementally or in a way that gets them into this flow state, gets them engaged with what they're doing. Cause it, it's not just about learning, but it's also pro- about providing that challenge. That's going to get them out of their comfort zone a little bit.
1: Oh yeah. And that's how, you know, you know, my work, I, you don't hand kids self-esteem. You don't give them self-esteem exactly. by saying good job a million times. You do things you didn't think you could do. That's mm-hmm. how you build self-esteem. Now, let me ask you a question. What's your stance on playing an instrument? Is it a must?
2: And for me, it's not a must. I think there are just very real benefits from it. Just what I was mentioning before. And in addition, I think exposure to it or just the option of it can be beneficial. Mm -hmm. I think forcing it on the kid is not beneficial (laughs) Mm -hmm. at all. But I think it helps. Yeah, it just helps kids learn a lot of different skills. It helps them explore. gives them something that they can do, something that they can get. Into and master if they want. But, you know, like I don't think it's a must in terms of every kid should play. If they're not, if that interest isn't there, the curiosity isn't there, no, no. But like for my son, it's a must. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I
1: asked because I'm I'm an unschooler. I'm completely, we didn't ever do any academics early on. Exposure, of course, you know, one thing I lived in San Francisco as a performer. And we would have like little artist salons. I mean, I had a piano and we'd have like people over. It was so much fun. And then I became a mom and I didn't have that. And I kept picturing in my head, like, oh, Pascal will be young and we'll have this artist salons. And it kind of wasn't happening. And I was like, well, if you want him to, you have to create this. Like you have to, Mm. you Mm -hmm. have to get back on your instrument. And it was a must for me because, well, I think exposure is great. Let me back it up. Exposure is great. But then there comes a point where you have to like, there comes that awful year of piano or guitar where you have to do the drills. You have to practice when you don't practice. And generally mm. I don't make him do things, but so like with drums, he took up drums, which is thank God core kid has no tone. Like he could sing the happy birthday <laughs> song and you wouldn't even know it was yeah. that song. So he took up drums, very good at it. And then, you know, came the, the year that he had to do the drills and he was like, I'm bored. I don't want to do drums. Mm. And I said, that's okay, but you have to take an instrument. So yeah. if you pick up piano, you're going to get to a point where you have to do the drills. Like that's right. how your mastery it's, but it's just like baseball. When we go, when we do batting practice, like mm. you have to do mm-hmm. that. And so he chose to stay with drums, you know, for yeah. a term, but yeah, it was the one thing that I would not like, I wasn't foreign language, whatever, but I was like, no, this is the one thing yeah. I'll make you do.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if you do make a kid do some instrument, I do think there's benefits that will come from that my only caveat might be the different instruments. There may be one that's more resonant with them than others. I think there's, you can get similar benefits from almost any instrument. And some people are drawn to drums or guitar or singing or violin or trombone or bassoon or whatever. Like, but I do, I do think though too, like just from my own experience, learning guitar, I like, it just resonated with me. Even like doing the drills, the practicing, the routines and the the rituals and right. the stuff that's kind of wrote. Like, I like that. I wanted to do that because I wanted to get better with it. And I wanted to master my instrument and develop my own style. Like, I never felt that it was you a must to. for me or I had to or I yeah, should. Yeah. Well, he, might have been, like, he might have been
1: young too, because now that he's seen yeah. and doing guitar, he loves the drills. So mm-hmm. he might have been young at that point.
2: It just happened
1: that that's, you know, that's what came up in the lessons. And to be clear, like if he had been dragging his feet the whole time, I would have switched or whatever. (laughs) And I do think, you know, like you said, you know, drums are really not portable and his friends are all playing gigs now, you know, at coffee shops. So he took up guitar so he could go along. And I understand that. I used to be a tightrope walker. And oh, yeah. the equipment for that was like ridiculous, like to go out on your own. So I took up trapeze because I was like, it's more portable. So yeah, I, you know, point. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah, but I always think back and like, of course I like musicals, so I look back on the Judy Garland movies and I'm like, everybody sat around and played the piano, and that just was fun. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah,
0: know, like everybody used awesome. to learn
1: an instrument. So, but I for <laughs> to him too with drums. You know, having performed on stage, I know that drummers who can read music can fill in there's a hot commodity because most drummers. Like oh that. yeah. So yeah, like, well, let me that's... give you a plan B and you'll be sure. Yeah. I do
2: like that. I do yeah. like that. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, music is, can be such a great avenue to learn discipline and practice and overcoming anything you love. There may be elements that you don't love as much or that they're hard, like, but they lead you right to that next place that you want to be. And so that's a great, lesson in in resilience and and commitment sticking through like seeing the bigger picture and uh, yeah, because
1: anything sports circus like whatever you're singing you have to do the drills that's what builds your you know but I was constantly on him because he wanted to play something more complicated I was like dude dude you didn't play Minecraft the first day and come out and build fireworks like that was three years of like learning Minecraft (laughs) before you go let off fireworks in the thing you know and so it was that constant like comparing to video games <laughs> yeah yeah so what yeah. are your courses so you said you you do leadership which I also consider a very creative outlet leadership and like creativity courses for adults is that or is yeah. it parenting or
2: yeah no it's, it's not necessarily parenting but I think parents you know just my philosophy of as a parent I think it's really important and helpful to role model creativity and connecting and following through on something that You're passionate about tapping into your own creativity, committing to it, bringing some big idea of yours to life, whether it's starting a podcast or writing an album or starting a business or side hustle, whatever it is, like you have something in you that you want to do that maybe you're putting off. You have some limiting beliefs around it. Oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. Oh, it's never going to take off. I don't know how to do this. There's something inside you that if you pursue it, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes a day, you can build momentum on that and be a really great role model for your kids. As you know, my dad and my mom, he wanted to do that. She wanted to do that and she made it happen, right? Like she found a way through all the craziness of life and she made it happen. Like that's an awesome, bold orientation that your kid can learn from you. So definitely advocate for parents checking out some of this stuff. One of my courses is on Domesticus called How to Achieve Your Creative Goals. It's for any creator, any entrepreneur. has big ideas or maybe too many ideas, and they don't know how to bring it to life. They don't know where to get started. Their confidence might be low. They may have some imposter syndrome or some doubts. I'm not good enough. I'll never get there. And there's tons of strategies and techniques on how to prioritize, how to build systems, habits, manage your time, all that practical stuff too. So it really kind of taps into how to clarify and commit to a creative vision how to build what I call a creative momentum system where it's almost inevitable that you're going to achieve your goal. And, you know, it may take two years. It may take two months, but the systems and the habits you're, you're committed to and you've designed, they're getting you closer and closer each day. And then there's a big mindset, creative confidence element there. So like through the process, it's crazy, right? Like, Oh, who am I to think I could start a podcast? Who am I to think I can write an album? Who am I to think I can? Start a business or I'm not good enough or i'm I'm too old, it's too late for me like all these thoughts come up. How do we deal with that? and one other major thing is in the mindset element is you know I help a lot of a lot of creators and entrepreneurs they struggle with perfectionism and procrastination, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it, and like I've done it too, like all this stuff I've dealt with it <laughs> a million times and but you know the perfectionism, especially if you're a parent, and you have a million things going on that keeps people from starting it keeps people from continuing and it keeps people from seeing their things through from finishing so I have a lot of strategies and tips in these courses and the coaching I do to help people when I say like bring their ideas to life so it's not just in their head as oh yeah I'll do this one day or I want to do this or I say I'm going to do this but I'm never following through yeah it's all about following through making it happen and yeah, I'm having like distinct
1: strategies, right? Because yeah. I think too, what comes up in my work and through my life, I've seen people stop themselves just because of some sort of fear, you know? Yeah. What if I embarrass myself? You know, luckily yep. I've performed so much, I've embarrassed myself endlessly, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, and I know it's funny too, because I think some people, again, I kind of relay it back to the school culture, but, you know, people sometimes think they need permission. People always ask me like, oh yeah, people, who do you, who'd you go to? Like I've owned stores, you know, I've done kind of whatever I want and people are like, yeah, but how? And I was like, yeah, nobody told me I couldn't.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, but that's (laughs) so key. Like the school system, that mentality of like there being a correct way to do it, a right answer, a multiple choice thing that you can choose from. We're trained where we grew up in that framework. But then when we try to do build our own path, start something new, something we want to do meaningful. Like we're almost paralyzed because we're searching like, what's the right answer? What's the correct solution? Where's Where's the the multiple options I can choose from so I can just, you know, at least have a 25% chance of getting it right. But there's nothing. There's not, there's not a template. There's not a checklist. It's you got to come up with the question yourself. You have to come up with the answer. You have to come up with how you're going to get there. Right, right, why? Right. Like there's so many... Things right, like it's in. Well, I always
1: whisper <laughs> to my son, I, I pull him in close sometimes. I'm like, Yeah, no
2: rules. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, there's
1: rules to society. We're kind to each other, we stop at red lights. Yeah, other than that, there are no rules.
2: <laughs> That's true, it's so true. And, and a big part of it, you mentioned this earlier like, you know, unschooling, unlearning a lot of it is is doing that. A lot of the work and bringing your ideas to life is undoing a lot of the stuff that happened during school or when you're in a corporate job or, or just well, other I think, experiences.
1: I think too, know, for like. the entrepreneurial experience, I think it's important to note that you have to motivate yourself. Like my son and I are going through this right now with some time management issues mm. because we have lived however the fuck we wanted. And I'm like, Oh, you have a job now. And that means you have to be on time? In fact, you need to be early. And yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a little bit frustrating now. It's frustrating for me because I created it because I work for myself. We unschool. So I was like, yeah. You don't even know what this means. You know, he'll get up early for things he has to do, but not on the, the regular schedule. Yeah. So it's important to know that you have to motivate yourself. Right. But yeah, I think and I think it's worth knowing yourself and knowing some people will tell me flat out, I need a boss. And I'm the yeah. opposite. I'm like, I have never been able to have a boss in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bartending because I'm like, I'm not asking somebody if I can take a day off. If I need a day off, I'm taking a day off. Like that it was absurd to me to think that I would have to ask (laughs) someone. So yeah, I think that probably is knowing your type of personality too. Because even if if you're a free spirit, you can still have like a manager. You know, you can be like, could you just bring me in please?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) so true. Yeah, so true.
1: All right, thank you so much, Jeff. This was awesome. Tell people where they can find you.
2: Yeah, so you can find me on my website, jefffians.com. And I'll spell that l- for us
1: because
2: that's... Yeah. <laughs> F is in Frank, A-J-A-N-S. It looks like phagans. It's pronounced phaians like lions. So that's my And that's.com that's because
1: my- we'll put yep, that in the show
2: notes. com. Yeah. I'll share a link with you to my domestica course. If you have a big idea and you want some extra support, some tools, some strategies to help you start bringing it to life, that's a great course to get into. My music is... You can search Mr. Boo Daddy on Spotify. Uh, You'll see a a crazy rock and roll ghost with purple and orange hair and sunglasses. (laughs) So I'd love for you to check that out and leave me some comments, shoot me some messages on my Instagrams. Slash Jeff Fiennes is my coaching Instagram. You can connect with me on there. And my music is slash Mr. Boo Daddy on Instagram. So send me a message. Let me know what songs you're resonating with. If you have any fun, ideas for songs, love to hear it. If you're a toddler, or preschooler, doing some weird shit, crazy shit. Like of course they are. send it to me. <laughs> send me like your funny your experiences and yeah, we'll have a good laugh and maybe it'll will turn into a song.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I have to say I'm not a very hip person and I felt very cool just searching for Mr. Boo Daddy. I was like Mr. Boo Daddy on Spotify. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks. It,
2: thanks so much, Jamie. I had a lot right. of fun.
1: Bye guys. Yeah, Okay. Bye everyone. Just a reminder, if you need additional resources, I have Oh Crap Potty Training. I have Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. Those books are available everywhere you want to find a book. (laughs) You can also go to my website, jamiekowacki.com, where you can book private Sessions with me by any of my courses. Those are really geared towards body training help. And also I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook anymore and I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, jamie.gloacki, and I do a lot of lives and uh, usually posting a lot of good information. So those are extra resources for you. And as always,
0: rock on. Have an awesome day.